Welcome to episode four. On today's episode, I'm going to give you a formula to survive an attack. Welcome to the Mind Your Self-Defense podcast, where my goal is to teach men and women how to gain confidence by connecting to their inner badass. I am your host, Sensei Andrew. I am a black belt and Krav Maga uh, NRA firearms instructor, a U.S. Navy veteran, and owner of Rise Above Self-Defense. By using interviews with industry professionals, self-defense students, product reviews, and personal experience, I can help guide you to your badass. So you're probably asking yourself, how can you give me a formula to survive an attack? It's more of a concept or principle than a formula because it consists of a couple different things being done at the same time and you being aware that you are trying to achieve these things that will increase your chance to survive now some of the things i've figured out on my own other things uh were pointed out to me by other other self-defense people and i kind of modified it to suit my needs and what I could do to help my students remember it and make it easier. So there's a couple ways to win a fight. There's actually two ways to win a fight before I go into the formula. So the two ways you could win a fight is you need to take their heart. And then the second way is you take their consciousness. So what I mean by that is the first one is take their heart is that you are hitting them so so good, so hard, so efficient that they do not want to fight you anymore. So you take their will to fight. So most people who are not prepared to fight, when they encounter someone who is ready to fight and knows how to fight, that person is going to go into defense mode and they're going to cover up which is good for you if you're the one fighting them off because if they're covered up, they're not hitting you. So they don't want to fight you no more. So they're going to try to escape, run away, do whatever. Either way, you win because one, they're not hitting you if they're in defense mode. And two, they ran away. So you avoided the fight or you won the fight because you took their will to fight. The second one is take their consciousness. That's more self-explanatory. You you knock them out. They can't hurt you if they're unconscious. So those are the two ways to, to win a fight. Now the formula to help achieve those goals, one or both, is the tricky part. So first, I'm going to give you a problem, and then I'll give you an answer or solution for that problem. So the first step in the formula is survive the initial ambush. What I mean by that is if someone's going to do an attack, they know it's coming, you do not. That's why it's an ambush, or that's why it's an attack and not a fight. If it was a fight, you would know 
or you would feel the tension that you were going to get into the fight. You could feel it escalating. You could feel the tension building up, leading to the fight. But an attack, only one person knows it's coming. So you have to be able to survive the initial ambush. That is pretty scary for anybody. I don't care how experienced you are. It is scary stuff. So the way to avoid being ambushed or the way to to lessen the ability of being ambushed is by having situational awareness. Know what is going on around you. I've covered this in the prior episode is you are the predator and prey mindset episode that's episode two and you need to know how criminals think and if you could do that and use that when you're walking down the street or wherever you're at it will increase the chance of you not becoming a victim so you really want to focus on that skill it is a skill to learn how to read body language and how to look at people you know and figure out if they want to do you harm or not like i've covered in other episodes it's better to be safe and wrong than it is to be right and in the hospital so follow your gut your spider sense, your your instinct, whatever you want to call it. So again, situational awareness. If someone is, if you're getting that hair standing up on the back of your neck or you're getting that spider sense or your gut is telling you something's, something's up, listen to that and take appropriate action for the situation you're in. Okay, so that's the first thing. The first plan of the formula is survive the the initial ambush. So after they ambush you and start attacking you, the next problem you have is you have to maintain your balance. And this is very, very important. They're going to try to either take you to the ground or relocate you and throw you in a car, throw you in a van and take you somewhere else. You do not want to get taken anywhere else. I believe it is like you have like a 90% chance of not being found or rescued if you are relocated to another spot from where the initial attack is something that's uh, you can look in the fbi database and they'll tell you the exact numbers but it's scary so if you're going to use your energy to fight your your uh, attacker off fight them where you're at do not let them take you somewhere else so you want to maintain balance how do you maintain balance you have to know solid footwork you have to have footwork for fighting 
any martial art you take will have their basic footwork movement. And that movement is going to potentially save your life. So you learn how to move a certain way. Karate does it. Boxing does it. Taekwondo does it. Muay Thai does it. Uh, almost, I haven't seen a martial art that does not cover basic footwork. So you really want to focus on your footwork. And if you have to cover distance fast, run. Just plain out run. And you turn your hips in the direction you want to run and run. If you need to cover ground faster than walking but not necessarily a run, then you just walk really fast. If someone is within arm's reach of you, that's when you shift into your fighting footwork and maintain your balance the whole time. So any basic martial arts school is going to tell you uh, or teach you how to develop that footwork. There's plenty of videos on YouTube that you could watch and uh, and learn uh, how to move um, in, inside, inside a fight. Okay, so that's the next part of the formula is is maintain your balance by footwork. The next part, the third one, is gain control of your opponent. So what do I mean by that? I mean, if you guys are struggling, if you're fighting each other, you want to actually literally gain control of them. So you want to you want to hang on to them, uh, grab them. The closer you are to your opponent, the safer you are. So uh, that's the problem: is gain control. You don't want them to gain control. So how do you solve? How do you solve that problem? Is you have to understand the push-pull energy when you are in a fight. There is always a push-pull energy. So what I mean by that is that if, say, the person is trying to take you and put you in a car, they are pulling you towards the car. And as you're moving with them, you are pushing yourself towards the vehicle, if that makes sense. So you want to make sure... That you understand how push-pull energy works. If you are hanging on to the person. And you guys are struggling. If you have the understanding of basic push-pull energy. And you know you have good solid footwork. That is... That is like the best information you could have because if you have a solid base and you're feeling the push-pull energy and they do not, then you could get them off balance and take them to the ground. But you have to understand how that energy or that movement works. 
for it to be effective. The next part of the formula would be effective striking. What I mean by that is striking is anything you do while you're on your feet. Punches, palm strikes, which is just a punch but with open hand. Elbows, hammer fists, knees, kicks. Anything you do while you're standing up is striking. Headbutts. So you need to understand that you want to be as effective as possible. So you do not want to just throw wild punches and waste all the energy because my experience I've noticed especially in sparring if I'm sparring someone that's younger faster than me they have more energy they're gonna outlast me they got more fuel in their tank than I do so I need to make sure that my strikes are more effective or more efficient so I need to really focus on my target and which weapon I'm going to use to uh, to hit my target. So I really need to be aware of where I'm going to use that energy. So I don't burn a lot of energy just throwing willy-nilly and getting tired and not affecting my opponent at all. So I want to make sure that I'm throwing nice, straight punches or if I'm doing hooks or uppercuts that they're going where I want them to go and I'm dictating where I'm using my energy as opposed to just struggling and wrestling and moving around and not knowing where I'm going not understanding understanding the balance that I'm supposed to have because fighting is very tiring if you listen to the other episodes, you know I'm 260. Don't ask me to run. I am not a runner. I, I, you could tell me to run across the street and I'll be winded by the time I run across the street. But that's because I don't train to run. I train to fight. I could spar anybody. Well, not anybody, but you know, non-professional people. Um, for three to four minutes non-stop am i gonna be exhausted yes am i possibly gonna puke yes but i can do it because i've been training so long i have the stamina to actually maintain that three to four minutes of sparring it doesn't mean everything's gonna be perfect but it's i'm capable of doing it so there's a lot of people that, that I'll tell you a quick story. We had an uh, uh, older gentleman. I believe he was around 55, 56, 57, around there. And he was a marathon runner. And he signed up, and he took his first class with us at the dojo. And we started training. And halfway through the class, it's an hour-long class, halfway through the class, he stopped and he puked. And lucky he didn't make a mess on the mat or nothing, but he puked. And he came back and he finished the class. And at the end of the class, 
he told us that he had never worked out like that ever in his life. He thought because he was a, a marathon runner that he was in really good shape. And he was in good shape for what he did. He trained to run. So he had built the stamina for that. But he did not build the stamina for the kind of training that we were doing. So, like I said, I cannot run. I would be the opposite of him. I could train in the dojo for a long time, but I cannot run. I would end up puking if they told me to run a mile. You know, so I'm kind of exaggerating. I think I can make a mile without running, without puking. But um, it's, it's, I don't train for that. He didn't train for what we were doing. And he stuck around for a while. I think he, I think he was there for maybe a year and then he just stopped going. But the thing is, is that you need to train for what you are trying to achieve. If I want to be a good dancer, the best way for me to become a good dancer is I need to practice dancing. It's easy as that. If I want to become a good pilot, I need to learn how to fly a plane. If I want to be a good fighter, I need to practice fighting. It is that simple. Okay, so I'm going off topic a little bit. So you want to be effective with your striking. Control what you're doing and conserve your energy. Not to the point where you are moving in slow motion, but you want to control your energy that you know that if you're going to throw a strong punch or a kick or a knee, whatever kind of striking you're going to do, is that you are doing it in an effective way to where you're going to get the most bang for your buck for burning that energy doing it, okay? Um, the last part of the formula is to see your opponent's balance. So what I mean by that is just like I talked earlier about the push-pull energy and the footwork is that if you have good footwork, you could tell right away if your opponent has good footwork and if they do not have good footwork since you have control of them you could get them off balance and you take them to the ground as opposed to them taking you to the ground that is the beautiful part of understanding this formula or this concept now you could mix all this stuff together after the survive the ambush part, the footwork, the game control, the effective striking, and the opponent's balance, you could put all these together however you want. You know, I'll give you the paper, you write your own song. So this formula is the paper. The actual fight would be you writing the song. So you could you could do everything within just you could do everything at the same time you can maintain your footwork you could gain control of your opponent by hanging onto their shirt or their hoodie or their arm if you know how to do russian arms and how to wrestle and you could have control of their arm and still hit them with your other arm or you could give them a knee or you could give them an elbow you could still strike as you 
have control of the other person. And at the same time, you could tell if they are off balance or not. If they are off balance, that just makes it that much better for you. And if you have them off balance and you have good control and you have good footwork, it's going to be very difficult for them, one, to take you somewhere else. Two, it's going to be very difficult for them to hit you back because they're going to be fighting to maintain their balance as opposed to hitting you. Three, with you doing this, having the control and moving them around, you are going to get them tired. You're going to make them burn energy. And that is a win for you. So the formula it's not complicated if you understand the principles but at the same time you have to understand the formula it's not just one of these things you have to incorporate all of them and you can incorporate these things by training in self-defense uh, almost every martial art is going to cover the footwork but understanding the push-pull energy and the effective striking, uh, that's a little trickier. You need to find people that train, that understand the push-pull energy. But it's something that you could, you once you learn it, uh, you could kind of make it up as you go. So you want to, you want to watch videos on youtube uh there's some really cool people out there that have some really good videos and uh like uh fit to fight ryan hoover's business um icy mike um uh aaron janetti uh, knife control concepts i mean these guys are top level guys and they will all explain to you the push-pull energy and how it's going to determine if you're going to survive in a fight or, or how it will increase your odds to survive an attack. So, you know, I mean, these guys are top-level guys for a reason. They know their stuff and they explain it to people where they could understand it. And they're really, really good at what they do so um i've had the luxury of training with ryan hoover and fit to fight he had a, a workshop in vegas uh 2019 before covid and uh i was lucky to attend that that workshop and i learned a lot of cool stuff from those guys i mean there there's a lot of people that are really good at what they do and they want to help people uh, be able to survive any kind of attack um icy mike on hard to hurt on youtube there there's then again he used to be a cop and he's really good and he simplifies everything and uh it's really good information for you to check out so that's the formula again one you have to survive the initial ambush Hopefully, you don't have to worry about You see it in time, and you could avoid the attack altogether. Uh, two is you have to have solid footwork to maintain your balance. Three 
is you want to gain control of your opponent and understand the push-pull energy. Four is you want to have effective striking. Don't just throw wild punches and burn energy. Use that energy smart and make it effective and cause damage to your opponent when you hit them. And then the last one is understand your opponent's balance. If they are off balance, take them to the ground. So with that being said, I want to thank everybody and have and wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. And I will On see you guys episode, next week. I'm going to give you some holiday gift suggestions for your self-defense martial arts student, your shooter enthusiast, your hunter, your campers, uh, and your all-out outdoorsmen. If you have any topic ideas or questions, shoot me an email at andrew at riseabovesoftdefense.com or visit our website, riseabovesoftdefense.com. Remember, only you can unleash your badass.